Hello, everyone. This is Peter Richardson. I'm your host for the Counterpoint podcast. Uh, and today we're talking to my colleague, uh, Minsu Kang. Hello, Minsu. How are you doing today? Hello, Peter. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. So we're going to be talking about um, an interesting uh, development in the Korean market, which is a rise in the popularity of the affordable premium smartphones. Um, now, Minsu, I, uh, you know, I've been to Korea a few times and I know the market a little bit. Um, you know, when I talk to my friends about, uh, you know, that I'm going to South Korea, they, you know, they don't know much about it, but they, they always seem to know that it has really good uh, internet connectivity. I, I don't know where that's come from, but a lot of people seem to know that. Um, but thinking about the, the smartphone market specifically, um, what you know, can you talk us a little bit through the development? I mean, is it has it been, um, you know, obviously Samsung and LG are the the big Korean players, but is it a market that's characterized by you know a lot of smartphone uh, sort of flagship smartphone sales, or you know how how has it been? Yeah, generally speaking, Korean is really flagship market, and. The ASB is real, really high, as a more than six hundred sometimes, uh, and uh, there are only three company is a major player. So top three company uh, captured more than ninety percent of market. So there is a very little competition. So that's why they are only selling a flagship a smartphone in the market. Right, and I guess Apple is the is the third player. So I mentioned Samsung and LG, but. Apple's done pretty well for a non-Korean player to to be as strong as it has. So, what is what is the the breakout in terms of market share for the overall market right now? Yeah, the Samsung gets almost uh, over sixty percent of the market, and Apple and LG is a very similar, like uh, around twenty something, less than twenty. Okay, but something that we're sort of seeing is this. Um, the rise of the affordable premium uh, smartphone. So can you explain what the affordable premium is and you know why, why are we seeing this segment of the market really beginning to, to pick up now? Yes, uh, affordable premium is uh, not exactly the ultra premium price point, but has very similar, very competitive spec uh, compared to premium product so it, it's like a good enough product for a, a reasonable price and the reason why this is very uh, uh, becoming popular in Korea is a uh, like I think it's a smartphone company especially Samsung is finally answering to the change in consumer needs as smartphone industry matures uh, differentiation between device decreases and more and more consumers want to buy product at a reasonable price. And I think Samsung is taking preemptive action on this desire. Yeah. And I think, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a trend that we're seeing, uh, not just in South Korea, but, you know, around the world, um, you know, uh, we're seeing the, I mean, not so much the, the affordable premium, but certainly in markets, even like India, which is one of the strongest growing smartphone markets or has been up until the, the COVID-19 lockdown. But there, the you know, there's a trend towards sort of moving up the price curve, but there is this sort of convergence on this uh, sweet spot, which, 
you know, combines the some of the high-end features, you know, that we're seeing that are kind of drifting down from the flagship products, you know, into this uh, space. And we're certainly seeing in Europe as well with some of the Chinese players. I mean, Huawei was, you know, Huawei had actually kind of gone through the, the affordable premium way up into the premium segment. But, you know, what we're now seeing is companies like Xiaomi and Realme um, coming into the European market with this affordable premium type product. Um, yeah, one of the other factors, obviously, that's, uh, you know, of note in, in South Korea is 5G. It was one of the first markets to really get going with 5G. So is is that a factor in, you know, differentiating between flagship models and these affordable premium type products? Yeah, it could be, but yeah, because of Five uh, is very early. People not really yeah hurry to buy a Five's product. Yeah, that's that could be the one of the reason. But in uh, first quarter of two thousand twenty, the best-selling Samsung model is A ninety Five Z. So this is a, a affordable premium segment, but it also provided a 5G connection. So that's the Samsung strategy to cover this segment by providing a affordable premium product to provide the 5G connection. Yeah. Okay, so which, which is the, the best-selling product overall in the Korean market right now? Yes, overall, iPhone 11 is the number one seller, but among Samsung model, as I mentioned earlier, A95Z is ranked first. And also, there are four more affordable premium models in the top 10 list. This is very unusual in Korean market. Uh, this could be seen as a result of a Samsung's a rapid response to the change in consumer demand. Uh, interesting, interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the um, Galaxy S20 series was launched um, earlier this year, which is, yeah, March this year. And that, I mean, that, w- that had sort of unfortunate timing because at least in like in North America and Europe, it, it kind of coincided with the uh, COVID-19 lockdown. Um, but even it's yeah difficult to kind of separate that out. But even that, I think there was, you know, although it's a great product, there was a, you know, maybe some consumer reluctance. But, uh, you know, products in, in Europe that are doing well, the Samsung a50 and a70 which are you know being strongly promoted they're doing pretty well and they would sort of fit into this affordable premium area yeah, yeah interesting so um you know what how the, the 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 samsung flagships you know how are they performing in south korea so the s series and note series are they suffering a little bit as you know as people are shifting more towards this affordable premium segment? Yeah, they're, they're suffering a lot. Uh, we can look at just the first quarter data to eliminate their seasonality. Uh, Samsung's flagship phone, uh, like S and Note series, have accounted for more than half of the sales uh, since uh, 2016. The only exception is uh, 2017 when the Note 7 incidents occurred. But this ratio fell to 41% in the first quarter of 2020. So this is a very symbolic event that shows flex market in Korea is decreasing. Right. Yeah. I, I remember the, uh, you know, that Note 7 battery um, exploding issue. That was a that was a big shock at the time. But um, yeah, didn't really actually at the time, um, you know, there was a lot of concern that the Note series would never recover from that incident. And it did. But 
you know, now it seems to be suffering from a, you know, the impact of a shift in, in the sort of consumer demand. And thinking about, I mean, obviously the, cons- the you know, the COVID-19 pandemic has hit the market, you know, all of the markets around the world to a greater or lesser extent. Um, you know, South Korea has, you know, been perhaps the country that's dealt with it the best uh, in terms of, you know, getting on top of the outbreak early and really doing a good job of tracking and tracing and, you know, keeping the the, the rate of infection um, well contained. But do you think that's had an impact on the way that consumers are buying uh, right now, or at least in the in the first quarter? Oh, yes, it might have had some impact. When Samsung uh, launched S20, there was a rapid growth of a confirmed case of COVID-19 in Korea. But, however, uh, this might just have accelerated the trend that was already taking place. Uh, direct cause is the uh, changes in consumer demand. So this trend will continue after COVID-19. Yeah. So, you know, kind of looking forward, I guess we have... Uh, um you know, an expectation that there will be a new Note series product launching, I guess, in September timeframe. Um, hopefully the COVID situation is is kind of eased back by then. But um, I mean, if, if we look at the first quarter, so what was the, what was the average selling price uh, for, for smartphones in South Korea in, in the first quarter? ASP had been on steady rise since 2016, but has fallen uh, 16% year on year to 464 in first quarter of uh, 2020. So I guess, um, you know, we also have, you know, we've talked a bit about, you know, 5G devices, but, you know, one of the, one of the most interesting product launches around the world, uh, you know, especially given the, um, yeah, the whole kind of COVID situation has been the iPhone SE, uh, which was you know, launched right in the middle of the pandemic, but is doing extremely well in in, in sales terms. So, um, you know, how how is that? You know, how is that shaping up in in Korea? You know, we've got the also the the LG Velvet. Um, so, how you know how are those two products? Uh, looking within the overall competitive landscape. Mm, yeah, uh, the timing was good. Apple and LG also launched a new product for this category, and uh, I think it will bring more competition to the segment. But as I mentioned earlier, Samsung is a very dominant player in Korean market with over 60% of share, so changing market share will be very limited. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, you know where I am. Um, so you know, we, we kind of touched on the on this idea of the um, kind of affordable premium products, uh, you know, spreading around the world. Well, actually, I think it's probably the other way around. I mean, it's it's been a, a driver of the market in you know outside of South Korea, but now it's it seems to be coming back into uh, Korea as well. So, is this a, a trend that you know you expect? Uh, to see growing in South Korea as well as globally? Yes, sure. I think so. Uh, Korea is a very non-competitive market, as I mentioned earlier. Top three companies take more than 90% of market. 
And seeing this company choose this type of strategy in a less competitive market, I think this can happen in other more competitive markets soon. Uh, some of the signs of this happening in other markets could be a OnePlus in India capturing major share in this segment. Yeah, that could happen in any other country. Yeah, indeed. Um, you know, OnePlus kind of launched uh, with, the, with the strap line, the flagship killer. Yeah. Um, and actually, I mean, it, it, you know, what it's done over, you know, the, the recent years is actually kind of moving up almost into the flagship <laughs> territory. So it's uh, becoming almost like a flagship model itself. But, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you see Xiaomi, Realme um, brands are, are kind of, you know, taking a strong position in, in Southeast Asia and now coming into uh, Europe, you know, as well as in China, obviously there's, you know, we haven't really kind of talked on the Chinese market, but, um, yeah, but that's also, a, also a factor here. So yeah, this is a really, uh, really interesting development. So Minsu, thanks for your time today. Really appreciate, uh, talking through this interesting development and, um, yeah, I expect we'll see more of it in future. So anyway, thanks everyone for uh, joining us for this quick, quick tour through the South um, Korean market. And, you know, please check in on our blogs and future podcasts uh, to get the latest in the tech developments from CounterPoint. So thanks, everyone. Thanks, Minsu. Have a great day. Thank you.